This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. She isn't afraid to dissect an issue, even if it ruffles some feathers. With Global Top Talkers, here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. It's time for our talkers. Let's bring him in. Makai Taggart, news director over at Global News Toronto. And Zick Z- uh, Rick Zamprin, assistant program and news director over at Global News Radio in Hamilton. Hi, guys. Good Hello. evening, Alex. Busy day. I bet you're both happy to be uh, almost finished with it. Um, let's start with the Corrections Canada uh a story because they seem comfortable with their decision to have uh, a child killer released to this healing center with absolutely no fencing. They say they are reviewing it, but you know, clearly they have made a decision on this that they feel, you know, no one is at risk or is unsafe, but clearly by the reaction across this country on this story. And I'll start with you on this, uh, Mackay. I mean, it, it should not be that hard for them to figure out that they need to act. No, I mean, the, the reaction's been pretty similar on both sides of the island and across this country, coast to coast. People can't understand why someone who's convicted of such a heinous crime is given such such freedom uh, so so early into their sentence. And and I know that, obviously, you know, I think, I think one of the tragic elements of the story, and there's many, mm-hmm. is the fact that this is the first time Canadians are hearing about this Indigenous or Aboriginal yeah. healing centre, and, and it's under such a negative light. And I think that it serves a purpose for some offenders, but certainly not this offender, and certainly not at this point in her sentence. So it's, I, I think that we'll see a motion entered into the House of Commons next week, and quite quickly a decision will be reversed. Yeah, I mean, if you're in the Indigenous community and and, and something that is put in for Indigenous people being kind of made a mockery of, uh, you know, that that isn't lost on, on uh, many. But, you know, Rick, uh, Mr. Stafford has written a letter to the Prime Minister, which I'm going to read in its entirety at 8 o'clock. But the fact that this father has to essentially appeal to another father and say, please do something, he shouldn't have to shouldn't have to at all. I mean, this is a woman who was sentenced, let's not forget, to 25 years uh, or life in prison with no chance of parole for 25 years. That should mean, in, in this nation especially, that that person should remain in prison for at least 25 years. If she wants to take part in an Indigenous healing program, hey, that's great. But I think she's got to stay in that prison. I would ask this as well. Would the Commissioner of Corrections Canada be comfortable if McClintock had murdered her daughter, would she be comfortable with Terry Lynn McClintock being in an Indigenous healing lodge? I think the answer would be no, and I think this review is going to find that. Yeah, but again, I look at this review and I think they're just ragging the puck on this thing because the moment for leadership would have been at the beginning of the week. I mean, you see a headline like this, and you guys were in the news business. It was everywhere. They should have known by noon, okay, game plan, guys, we've got to come out, take, take control of this thing. But it's, it's meandered and lingered all week. And this decision, this decision shouldn't be political. We have a corrections uh, facility or a corrections uh, system in place in this country that should be apolitical. It shouldn't be up to the prime minister or anyone, for that matter, other than those who are making the decisions on behalf of, of the country in the interest of public safety, and that wasn't done. No, it wasn't. It was very clearly. And, and Rick, I, I'm of the mind that it, shouldn't there be some mechanism in place that when very, very high profile or very, um, you know, certain cases, whether it's the Picton murders, the Mallard, or, you know, some of these higher profile, uh, you know, De, um, Paul Bernardo, 
there should be some mechanism that if some kind of controversial decision is being made, maybe there's a second pair of eyes on it to say, yeah, no, we're, we're, we have to actually override this. We, we, we would prefer this not to happen. Not only that, but where's the transparency? I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. when was Rodney Stafford notified of this? It Seven was, months you know, after. Well, yeah. yeah, well after the fact. I mean, Corrections Canada really has to step up its game, especially in these high-profile cases uh, where they have to say, hey, listen, this is going on. Uh, maybe launch some kind of public consultation to say, what do you think? And then, you know, make a decision on that. Yeah. All right, let's talk about Facebook, because again, we're talking a second major breach. 50 million Facebook users had their accounts compromised. Uh, this following, you know, the earlier compromise of 86 million, this is a platform with so much power. And yet, Rick, the security can't keep up with it. What does it spell for Facebook? I will say this. Earth to people on social media, take some responsibility and remove any and all sensitive data that's attached to your online profile. Change your password monthly. Keep a list at home. People don't do that. The fact of the matter is, history, recent history, as of today, has shown that social media platforms are easy targets. Wouldn't be surprised if it's an inside job, a disgruntled Facebook worker with some password, encrypted data, passing it along to a hacker. Wouldn't be surprised at all. Uh, social media sites are a haven for hackers. Yeah, but, but apparently everything is now, Akai. Everything. And we are hearing these hacks, whether it's banks or Facebook. I mean, it's happening now so much. It's, it's, it's unbelievable uh, that, that at this point in the game, people are not aware of the risks. And, and it's not just Facebook. It's, it's important to remember that the company, that the, the parent company that owns Facebook also owns WhatsApp and Instagram. And, and uh, it isn't just the data that is made public. It's the private messages that people send mm. on those platforms back and forth, the photos they share, the, the bank account information or the phone numbers. Uh, all of that is, is apt to be hacked when, when these types of breaches occur. And as Rick points out, you know, if people aren't wise to that now, then really you don't have many uh, other people to blame but yourself. Well, there is that to a degree. But remember, this is this is a company that's kind of been uh, living in the Wild West. I mean, they really have not had too much oversight. And so, you know, I, I don't I'm not one to love a lot of government oversight, but clearly they've just been kind of doing their own thing, running, running rampant. But they are so powerful that maybe they, it's, they've got to be looped in. Well, it's, still a, it's still a free service, right? Yeah. There's no, I mean, yes, we are clients and customers of Facebook in some ways, but at the same time, there is nothing, there's no financial transaction that exists between the Facebook user and Facebook as a company. So I don't think they owe you as much as they do if it was, say, your bank or, or a service that you were providing financial compensation to protect your data. Yeah, Rick? Well, I would say this, that, you know, I, I like some of the things that Facebook has done uh, following the Cambridge Analytica fiasco, you know, enhancing security protocols, changing some of their features. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg has promised to hire more security personnel. Those are all good things. But the fact of the matter is, it's still a, an easy target for hackers to get in because they know what they're doing. And anyone who's on social media platforms should expect otherwise. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, I got to wrap it up. Thank you very much. Great conversation on a busy week. Thanks, Alex. Thank, Thank you. you. Have a great evening. That is Rick Zamprin over at uh, Global News Radio in Hamilton. And Makai Taggart, news director over at Global News Toronto. Here on Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.